Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. With me and sees how I get when I get tired. I, um, everything's pretty funny to me. I don't get mean. I just get like everything's funny. So I, I really liked that. Matt, I'm glad you left that in there. Uh, we needed to see that our pastor is not perfect. We're no. <laughs> anyway, I'm honored to uh, be speaking this morning. And I'm going to even confess that I forgot that I was on the schedule this morning until Pastor Mike reminded me on Wednesday. So um, I said that in case you don't like what I'm saying. You can know that it's because I, you know, no, I, I'm just kidding. Oh, the children, go to your class. Dana is, is, is working hard back there with her signs. See, I haven't learned to read those signs yet. I don't, you're going to have to teach me some of those when, when you get an opportunity. <laughs> um, I want to talk to you this morning. Or should we pray first? That's always good, isn't it? I just prayed, though. But somebody else needs to pray for me. Here, here, Pastor Mike. I'm Pastor Elizabeth. See what I'm talking about? Okay. I got you. All right. Jesus, we just thank you so much for this morning, and we thank you for the word that you've given to Brenda. And God, we do pray that you would anoint her and help what is in her to come out of her and that we will be blessed by it. God, help it to be a word that we need, a word in season, a word that we can apply to our lives. We thank you, Jesus, for speaking to us through Brenda. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I want to talk to you this morning about ambassadors. Now, Ambassador is one who is sent to represent one country of government to another. Uh, They present and demonstrate all the best things his or her home country or government has to offer. Now, you would have to know very well who you represent to do this job. And ambassadors never represent themselves, which I thought was very interesting. Um, When we invite Jesus into our lives, we become a child of the Most High God. And a part of the heavenly kingdom, we are an ambassador of Christ. So, if you are born again, you can say, I'm an ambassador. Because you are. That's what the word says. As an ambassador, we act as a representative of Christ and the kingdom of God. So, look at that. I mean... We have the, the best job there is, right? Um, 2 Corinthians 5.20, verse 20, 20 through 21 says, so, our, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Ephesians 6.20 says, I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Okay, Paul, even while Paul was in chains, 
in prison. And I can tell you that prisons then are not like prisons now. I used to work in a prison. Um, some people thought I should have been in there. But I just, I just worked in one. And I met my husband in a prison and married him and had Matt and Leah. He, he was not an in, no, he was not an inmate. I didn't tell you that part, but I did meet him in, uh, in prison. And I, I don't think I was really that good for the job because I remember uh, I used to be a transportation officer and um, I had to take the inmates to their doctor's appointments. And I remember the one appointment I took this poor guy to. As soon as I, w- I was in there with him, as he w- they were cutting him on him, and as soon as they started cutting him, I just started passing out. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I don't know that I'm good for this job. But I loved firearms. I loved shooting and stuff. I just almost shot a cow once, I have to admit, because we were training, and um, there's like this big hill like this, and then the cows were on top of the hill. And uh, I was, I'd never fired a shotgun before. And uh, so anyway, I didn't know how bad they kick. Is that what they call it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, um, the guy that was training me, he was so nice. And he warned me that that would happen. But for some reason in my mind, I, I still couldn't quite comprehend that. And so when I fired the shotgun, it went like, Phew. And it went up, and there started a stampede um, of the, the cows. But anyway, so I'm just saying, you know, you don't have to be good at much to be an um, ambassador. You don't have to be like, like in the world, you know, they have, you know, in our government and stuff, you have to really have, like, an education and you have to really know everything about our government and everything and whoever you're representing. But we need to know everything about Christ. I won't say that. But I'm just saying, we don't have to be, like, major educated or, like, we don't have to be, like, super intelligent, which is a good thing. Um, You know, we don't have to look a certain way or be a certain way. You know, we can just be people, just people, just plain people, and uh, Jesus did that for us. He made us his ambassadors. And so I'm, I get excited when I think about that because I've never really done much of anything that was that important. And I feel like God has really, you know, lifted me up, to, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> a few levels there. So anyway, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. <laughs> oh, that's right, in chains. And, and <laughs> the Thank you. You're going to have to help me, Pastor Ron. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, the prisons were not the same. That's how I got sidetracked, okay, talking about my prison life. Uh, so he never lost. <laughs> okay. So he never lost sight of his mission while he was in prison. Um, we have been sent out on a mission to represent Jesus Christ, and we've been given the highest rank of authority, um, in the name of Jesus, and commissioned to carry out the same works that Jesus performed here on earth. In John fourteen twelve, it says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. So, what kind of works were Jesus, was Jesus doing? Um, well, we see this in verse uh, 18 of Luke. 
Luke chapter 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. So we will do the same works that he's done. We'll tell people about the good news. We'll evangelize. We'll declare. We'll preach to the poor, which could be a beggar, a pauper, could be a distressed person, even poverty-stricken or emotionally oppressed. Sounds like a lot of us to me. Captives could be a prisoner, a prisoner of war. I know about the prisoner part. Um, Blind, physically or mentally. Bruised, oppressed, the crushed, the broken. People whose lives are wrecked. Do we know people like that? Yes, because I have been that person that I just talked about. Until Jesus came into my heart and started changing me a little bit at a time. Because I was such a mess, if he would have tried to change me all at once, it would have killed me. (laughs) So he just, he knew what he could do. And he knew how much I could take. And he just worked with me and helped me so that I can be here today talking to you and sharing what he's done. Um, so when we look at all the things that Jesus did, which this verse, these verses here doesn't even say all that he's done. There's more verses, which I didn't bring, bring with me today, but you can look in the Bible and find them. Um, so uh, it's, it seems impossible, doesn't it, for us to do the things that he's talking about, the things that he's done. Um, so, but helps on the way. You see, he did not leave us here to, to figure this out by ourselves. He said, I will ask the Father. This is in verse 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So uh, Pastor Mike's been talking about the Holy Spirit, and I think he read this scripture maybe either in the life group that, that happens on Sunday mornings before the message at 10 o'clock. Uh, thank you, Pastor Mike, or thank me for that, rather. Um, so anyway, uh, because under, under the old covenant, the Holy Spirit came up on people. But under the new covenant, the Holy Spirit lives inside our spirit. Isn't that awesome? That we are never alone. I mean, he's always with us, always helping us. John 14, 18, it says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And the New Living Translation says, I will not abandon you as orphans. I I love that, that he will not abandon us as orphans. And if we start thinking about the lives of the orphans, it, it can be, you know, it's pretty bad to be left as an orphan. But he's not going to ever do that to us. He's always going to be with us. So anyway, but on verse 26, it says, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. 
The advocate is our defender, our friend, our comforter, our helper. And Jesus says, my representative, he's an example, he's the model, he's the pattern, he's the standard. Like, that's so good. So to walk in this kind of authority, we need to know the heart of the Father. See, Jesus knew the heart of the Father. He knew how his Father felt because he's the one that the Father sent. So he's been talking to him. Even after he came to earth, he still has been talking to him and finding out what, what he's saying. In, in John 5.19, it says, So G, um, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. John 12.49 says, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. So everything we need to know, everything we need to do, and everything we need to say is written for us, and we have the Holy Spirit to interpret for us. So we don't need to feel like we're alone and that we're not enough, because with him, we are. Um, We've been given the power through the Holy Spirit, but it's easy to forget who we represent, and we begin to self-focus. And I know that happens not only to me, but I know it happens to people in general. We start self-focusing. We start thinking about our inadequacies. And we, adequacy, oh, I can't even say it. Inadequacies. There you go. Um, we start thinking about those things instead of keeping our mind uh, on Jesus and who he is. Remember, we're not supposed to be, you know, thinking about who we are or talking about who we are, but we're supposed to be talking about who he is in us. Um, So, uh, yeah, an ambassador never represents themselves. I wrote a poem uh, quite a few years ago. I don't have this dated on here, uh, but I wrote it because I was a person with a lot of excuses when I got saved. Um, I really reminded myself of Moses uh, because I would... I would tell God, I, in fact, I was reading those scriptures where Moses was making all the excuses, and I made the same ones. I would look up. It was so funny because I would read a little bit, and then I would say, but God, because I felt God calling me, but I was just so, felt so pitiful and useless and, you know, just couldn't do anything. And so, um, and depressed, you know, just just not, didn't feel good about myself. But anyway, I was reading those scriptures, and when Moses would make an excuse I had already made the excuse and God really spoke to me through those scriptures about excuses and so I'm going to read this poem to you uh it's called excuses you know so excuses we all have them no matter what our status it seems the more they get used the more readily they become available they remind me of appetizers they seem small but very appealing with promise of satisfaction. They always come out quickly, making it easy for the hungry to indulge. Once you begin to taste it, it's hard to leave even one bite uneaten. Oh, how we love a good appetizer, just to take the edge off those hunger pains while waiting. Here comes the main course. Yay, this is going to be great. After a couple of bites, we realize there's no room left. So we ask for a takeout box. 
and plan to eat it later. Only later, it never tastes the same. Heating it up in the microwave or just plain cold, often it gets buried in the back of the refrigerator only to be found later growing mold. In the trash it goes, or we feed it to the birds. If we let go of our excuses, refusing to let them rule our lives, what would be left, what would we be left with? What would we be left with if we let go of excuses for why we don't do the things that God has designed for each one of us to do? Because each one of us has purpose and value. And one thing I have figured out is that you don't get better at something unless you do it. You know, we tend to wait until we feel like we're okay. We can do this now. But it's like a false pride. We can't do it without him no matter what. So um, you just have to practice it. You just have to do do what God tells you to do. You know, be obedient. Um, the first time I, I led worship, I, I didn't do very well. The first time I prayed for somebody, and I'm, you know, we're always getting better. We should be getting better at what we do for God that he's called us to do. I remember, and I might, I've told this story, I think, before. I can't remember if I told it in mine and Lindsay's life group on Tuesday morning at 9.30. <laughs> Pastor Mike, it's his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> it's called Living Hope, in case you didn't hear that. Um, so, uh, Okay, somebody put me back. Oh, oh yeah. What was it? <laughs> I was going to tell a story, yeah, of the first time I prayed for somebody that um, I was, I was in, uh, in the middle of worship and evening service at my other church that I used to go to. And um, we wore choir robes. They were very flowy and off-white, so they, they were just real noticeable, you know. And... Um, a couple came in and sat in the very back, and it was like, as soon as she came in, God started speaking to me about, I need to go pray for her. And I was like, really, God, I'm up here, like, we're singing right now, we're, like, I can't do that. Isn't that funny how God asks us to do something that seems impossible? Because he wants us to lean on him, he wants us to trust him, and not worry about what anybody else thinks. Because we really do worry about what people think. And so... I was standing there, and I was like, I was kind of young in the Lord, and, and, and I, I really wasn't sure how my pastor would feel, because I had never talked about this to him before, and uh, so I just said, okay, I'm just going to go for it, God, because I really believe you're telling me to pray for her, and I just, I'm just going to have to do it, I guess. I'm just going to go, and of course... Our church was pretty big, and they were all the way in the back. And I was like, Could, couldn't you have made her sit, like, closer to the front? But no, I had to walk all the way down that long aisle, and I could feel eyes. Just my, it was like the, the most uncomfortable thing I had ever done in my life. I thought I was just going to pass out as I walked down through there. And I didn't want to make eye contact with anybody because I, I thought, I don't want them to see how weird and crazy and I feel like I don't I don't even know what I'm doing I'm just like trying to take a step at a time but anyway so I keep going and and it's almost like wind came and blew that robe it 
looked like I was sailing down through there. I was like, I felt it. You know, I was like, it looks like I'm trying to be like, some, I don't know. I just, I had so many thoughts going through my head. And everybody's looking because they don't know what I'm getting ready to do. I've done laid my microphone down and I'm walking out. But I'm not looking mad. I'm looking confused. <laughs> so anyway, I finally, after it seemed like an hour, I finally got to this girl. And uh, I said, I just, I'm trying to be obedient to God. I think he told me to pray for you. And so that's what I'd like to do. Is it okay? <laughs> it's like, and she was very kind to me. And she said, please pray for me. And I found out that they were getting ready to leave. Because she was in so much pain, they were going to take her to the hospital. She was just in really bad shape. So I prayed for her, and I didn't know at the time all this that I just told you. But I walked back up there on the stage again, picked up, and I didn't dare look at my pastor. I didn't even look at, look at our choir director. I did not look at them because I was afraid they would have fire in their eyes or something and so I just I just picked up my microphone and I just caught up with where they were because <laughs> there were other people singing you know I just caught up like nothing happened so the next day was Monday and we had like prayer meeting that night a bunch of women would come I didn't want to go because I knew they were going to talk about it and I just was so embarrassed and uh the girl came and she came to me and she said, thank you so much for praying for me because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was in so much pain. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And um, so I told you that story because was that hard? It was painful for me. It was, yes, it was painful. Um, it was uncomfortable. But it's growing pains. Like anything that we do, you have growing pains. You know, and, and it's not always easy. It's not, in fact, it never is easy in the beginning. And if it is, I've never seen anybody that has said that. Um, but can I tell you what happened when she told me that I had heard from God? That was the voice of God that I heard, that I wasn't like being weird and making something up, but that was really God speaking to me. And that because I obeyed, she received what she needed. And that's what, I, that's what we, if we don't obey, people won't receive. And there's people that come every Sunday in this church, in every church, that are hurting, that's been through emotional things, that have been through physical things, that are sick, that need healed. There's, every Sunday, there's somebody that God has gifted us to go and pray for and one thing that I love about Jesus, and I, I didn't put the scripture reference, but it's in several places in the Bible, it talks about him looking out on the crowd with compassion. And it makes me think that when we look out, if we have the heart of compassion, the heart of Jesus operating in us, we will see the hurting and we'll go to them. But if we are... If we're using our excuses to not use what God has put in us, then these people will continue to suffer. I would have suffered 
a longer time if people had not started ministering to me. And so, um, I don't know, this might be the end of my message. I'm just checking. (laughs) Do what? Yes, we are ambassadors. And ambassadors have the confidence that they need because they, Christian, I'm talking about Christian ambassadors now. They have what they need. And so their confidence can be in Jesus Christ. Their confidence can be in the Holy Spirit. And even if you stumble, there's so many times that I have sung wrong words and I've just got lost in a song because I got distracted and I, I don't even know. I mean, you saw me get distracted a couple times already. So it's, it's just like, so, so what? I loved when Matt played that for you and when he did that with Jeremy because it shows people that, you know, people are not making these announcements and just it's just going one smooth thing. Sometimes he works a long time <sighs> to get it to look good. <laughs> he lives in my house at least until today he's moving out, him and uh, Ashley, his wife and their children. Uh, but, but I'm just saying, I, I'm there, so I, I'm listening and hearing and knowing. I mean, he never is complaining, though. Can I tell you, he does not complain. He really doesn't. He loves what he does. And uh, I'm going to end with this because I start, already brought you out in the uh, open and started exposing things about what you do. But uh, when Matthew was a younger guy, teenager, he was very kind of shy, like I had always been. Um, and I remember he started lessons playing guitar and everything, and, and I just was frustrated with him because I could, we would come in, and he would be in his room playing, and he would hear us come in, and he'd stop. I'm like, what is that? He can't play in front of us? He can't play his guitar? And it sounded so good. And I was like, what is going on? So I started praying for him. I was like, okay, this is not good. Um, And so he had an excuse, though, like all of us do when we don't want to do something. He told me that, you know, he just didn't want to be one of those people that were just all in pride and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you remember that conversation. But I said, so you think you're better than the one in pride if you don't use the gift God gives you. So that's what you're doing is better. And I left it there. And the next thing I know, he was coming out of the room, (laughs) out of his little dungeon. (laughs) And he started playing and even asking me to sing with him and stuff. And look, look at all these years later. He stands right there. And I'm right here. I'm in my son. So what I'm saying is, is that God wants to use our gifts he wants to use what he has put inside of us and we have more in there than we can think or imagine because think about can you describe the holy spirit in in like the way the in the power and the glory and the beauty and can you describe god can you can you really we can we have like such minimal words like that but it doesn't really express the glory of our father and how much he loves us and how good he is. So, is there anyone here that has a word for somebody? That has somebody that when you came in, they just were on your heart.
to pray for. This would be a good time to exercise the gift that God has put in you. (laughs) I looked at Lindsay. She's just smiling. (laughs) Last week, I saw one of our people. I won't say because I don't want to say who she went to or anything, but she said she felt like God said, go to this person and just give them a hug. Now, we might think, oh, that's just not enough. But you know, some people need that touch of a hug. There's something that happens physically when somebody hugs you. It, it causes endorphins and things to start moving, just like exercise and other things. But we all need each other. God did not put us here by ourselves. And so we need each other, and we need to just step out a little bit at a time. I don't think, you know, God might not ask you to go down a long aisle like he did me. I mean, he might just ask you to do something else, you know. But whatever he asks, he's not asking you because he uh, thinks you're going to fail, but he's asking you because he knows you can do it if you just trust in him. Um. When we lean on him heavily, he rises up in us. And he does things that we cannot do on our own. So today, I want you to just lean heavily. Just lay back in his arms. And if you're worried about something, just let him carry it for you. I'm going to pray now. (laughs) Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to to share this word. And I just pray that it will just penetrate the hearts of your people, God, and that they would find hope that you are working on their behalf. And that as we begin to move and operate as a body, ministering to people, sharing your love, God, and reaching out and sharing you with each person, God, being ready. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm just going to share this, but keep, you can even close your eyes if you want. But you don't have to be in a church to share the things of God. When I go to Walmart, I've I've prayed for two women in the bathroom. And this is kind of funny, but (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a weird place to pray for people, but you know what? Whatever presents itself to you, you just you go for it. And these women were so pleased that I prayed for them. Most people want prayer. Most people will receive what you have. God, we just thank you for each person here, and I pray that you will do whatever is needed in each one of our lives, God. Use us mightily for your kingdom to declare who you are, how great you are, how awesome you are in Jesus' name.
Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.